This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Bev Allen, board chair of Westcliff Center for the Performing Arts, and Mackenzie Huffman, who is also a board member. Both of them are longtime actors. Ladies, welcome to the program. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Gary. Now, we're fairly deep into the season at Westcliff Center for the Performing Arts. What have been some of the standouts of the theatrical events to date? One of the more memorable moments for myself would be that we took uh, Shakespeare Measure for Measure on the road. That was a first for me, and that was, that was a lot of fun. You were down at the Rialto Theater in Florence. How did that go? It was wonderful. I was really grateful that our board was able to reach out to their board members and make that connection and reach out to them. It was definitely experience loading the set, unloading the set, getting everything prepared down there, and working in a different venue. It was exciting. And that theater, compared to the Jones, is cavernous. It is. It's (laughs) huge. It's huge. They've got... The stage is actually about the same size as the Jones, but it's it's they've got the fly tower, so it's really tall. Like you said, cavernous. They can sit a lot of people. The Rialto Theater is celebrating its 100th anniversary this year. I see genuine guitar master Beppe Gambetta is there. I urge people to go check that out if they like acoustic flat picking. He's Def- one of the best. Definitely. We need to support our neighboring theaters mm-hmm. for sure. Bev, for you, highlights for this year. I was not in the spring or summer shows, but I've been doing a lot behind the scenes. We are working on providing some new and exciting kinds of entertainment for our community. For example, the talent show. We're going to be having an improv comedy group in January. And we also have a a Chautauqua series coming up, which I'll talk about more later. I produced the 10-minute plays, and everyone who came to that, I think, had a really great time. All right. Let's talk about a couple of the upcoming events. Uh, Gaslight is coming toward the end of October. It approaches Halloween. Uh, Maybe that's not a coincidence. Now, is this the same story of the uh, 1944 film with Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer? That would be correct. Yes, it's a Patrick Hamilton play, and it is very fitting for around Halloween. And Gaslight, that is where the term comes from, is the particular situation that this poor, poor woman finds herself in. So we will be opening Gaslight October 20th, run that Friday, Saturday at 7.30, Sunday matinee at 2. And then the following weekend, following the Saturday performance on the 28th, we'll have a costume contest as well, which will be quite pertinent, I think, as we are doing this in steampunk. I am quite familiar with steampunk, but that might not be the case for everybody out there in Radioland. What's that all about? So think Victorian era, um, steam engines, you know, you've got goggles, so you've kind of got this Edwardian, Victorian type attire, but you've also got mechanical devices and things that help you tinker. Think Inspector Gadget meets a Victorian age. That's a good description. Uh, We will look forward to that. How big is the cast for Gaslight? We are a cast of five. We are all women in the cast. And who's directing? The director is Elliot Jackson. Okay. 
Also, December 2nd is A Christmas Carol, always a classic at the holidays. Uh, Last year, you did a reading, and it got a positive reception, as I recall. Same idea this year? Yes, indeed. It was such a success. We filled the theater. Uh, We had to turn people away, so why mess with success? We're going to be doing a staged reading again in costume, and uh, we hope everybody will turn out for that. It'll be right after the parade on Main Street on that Saturday. I saw a version of the Christmas Carol in Austin last year. They do it every year, and it's uh, quite different from the norm, but they pack the theaters for weeks on end. What is it about A Christmas Carol that makes it so popular, do you think? Well, I think it's an eternal story of redemption and goodwill and drawing largely on the Christmas spirit. And there was such a a feel-good atmosphere in the theater when we were doing it. I think everybody just felt really energized from the hopefulness of the story, bringing someone who you would have thought was unredeemable back into the fold and, and seeing the effects of his generosity on people he had formerly um, not been very nice to. That's a good summary. So that's December 2nd. Is it after the parade? Is that the day of the parade? Yes, it is. Okay. So that draws a lot of people downtown, and they're looking for something to do after the parade. Last year we had Scrooge and a Christmas spirit walk in the parade and invite everybody along to join us at the theater. I remember that. That's perfect. That's perfect. Bev, when last you were here, we talked about the Chautauqua idea. Uh, You've got one coming up just around the corner. Fill us in. Yes, we are going to be having a speaker. Her name is Gail Beaton. She is a professional historian. She will be coming in to portray the character Rosie the Riveter, which I'm sure most people know was the sort of image of of women war workers during World War II. So she will be coming on November 5th at 2 p.m. to the Jones Theater to do a presentation in costume. And she will be drawing some on her research with women working in uh, war plants up in Denver. So it'll be a little more Colorado-specific. Then the following day, she'll be doing an assembly over at the school for the kids. So we're excited to be able to do that. Okay. For those who aren't plugged in, remind us of the history of Chautauqua. Chautauqua was a late 19th century, early 20th century adult education movement. And groups of entertainers and speakers of the day, such as Mark Twain, would basically go from town to town, set up a tent in that town, and present a program for the local people. And it was quite popular, and it brought events of the day and current events and also topics of interest, entertainment, to people in very remote towns. That sounds good. So once again, the date on the upcoming performance? November the 5th at 2 p.m. at the Jones Theater is the public performance. And then the next day, November 6th, will be a performance at the school. Perfect. Uh, You hinted at it up front, but tell us what's coming in the winter season here. 
Yes, well, people always complain there's nothing to do here in the winter. We're going to see if they really will come out for things that happen in the winter. We're bringing in a comedy improv group in January. We're also going to do a winter play in February, the last two weekends, called Agnes of God, which some people may have heard of. We also want to do things like a beach movie weekend. You might even bring in palm trees. Who knows? Just something to kind of lighten the atmosphere of winter and give people, locals, something to do. And that will be good to see because historically in concert has done three concerts at the theater in the off season and they are no longer doing that. So there seems like there's space to do that. Oh, definitely there's space. <laughs> good deal. Let me ask a bit about uh, acting. You've both been involved many years. Uh, Mackenzie, first role that you were in? First role was the very first season of Shakespeare in the Sangres and I was Ariel in The Tempest. So you reprised that role in another year, as I recall? I did Tempest again with Holly Wanger. We actually split the role. You split the role, as yeah, I recall. Yeah, quite fun. So some of the plays that are big crowd pleasers, we do those again on mm-hmm. repeat. So we brought The Tempest back. And The Tempest is a classic. And as I recall on that second one, it looked like it was going to storm. It was perfect weather for The Tempest. <laughs> that happens with The Tempest. Actually, the very first season that we did it, Steve Miller and I, we were actually on top of the amphitheater cave, and Steve Miller as Prospero raises his staff into the air, and then boom, thunder. <laughs> it, was, it was like it was right on cue. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. You know, Steve, is, uh, Steve and Lissa have moved to Minnesota, but Steve still does a weekly radio show remotely. And in fact, he was back in the Valley this uh, just a couple days ago. So uh, it was good to have him back. Bev, what was your most memorable role? My first memorable role was Mariah in uh, Twelfth Night. That's the one I that I remember being the most fun and the most significant uh, part that I had had to date. That was probably around 2012. Good. Uh, Mackenzie, any roles that you'd like to play, you'd like to see play show up? And, oh, I always wanted to do that. Peter Pan. (laughs) (laughs) She wants to fly. I want to fly through the theater so bad. Peter Pan would be a lot of fun. But we've also been discussing, well, maybe what are some Shakespeare plays we haven't really looked seriously at? And I don't know, Anthony, Cleopatra, that might be fun. Uh Mm -hmm. As you look toward 2024... How do you decide of the hundreds and hundreds of plays available, which ones to pick? Not only Shakespeare, but the others. Well, we have a um, confab of directors who, in the late fall of the coming year, usually start throwing around ideas about what plays uh, have we not done that might be of interest, what can we cast which is really important Mm -hmm. in a small town. What have we not done before? It's a process. Well, and this year we've we've also been discussing with the high school as well with their drama program and how can we collaborate with them, get some students over and involved, vice versa. How can we help support each other? Mm -hmm. Now suppose there are people listening who might want to give local acting a try. Perhaps they had experience in high school or college drama, or they may have never acted before. 
How could you break them in? Well, I think a Christmas carol would be a wonderful way to break in because you don't have to memorize any lines. We're a, it's a staged reading, so that's a fairly accessible. Also, the 10-minute plays, which we just completed, are, are a good way to, for a newcomer to break in because it only requires 10 minutes of memorizing, and people who've never directed or anything get to try their hand. We also have call boards, or we'll put messages out on Facebook or on the website if we have upcoming productions that we're looking for individuals to audition for. So that's something, whether you just want to give a stab at it, or maybe you want to do stage management, handle props, things like that. There's a lot of stuff behind scenes that people don't realize as well. That's right. And I know there's folks that have been sort of spear carriers during Shakespeare, uh, so there's not too many lines, but they get to see how it all works, right. which is which is a valuable first experience. I'm Absolutely, sure, so. yes, yes. As we run short of time here, Mackenzie, Gaslight is just around the corner. Refresh our memory, anything folks should know. Just stay tuned onto the website. We open October 20th, and hey, it's around Halloween. We're also going to have beer and wine available. And come in costume, guys. Let's make it fun. So folks could arrive in their best steampunk costumes. That's absolutely right. All right. Bev, any final thoughts? We are going to continue to show movies. We do have a couple coming up uh, in October. So as we're able to between events, we'll continue to to squeeze in some movies for folks. And I know that's been a a challenge for your group to get the projector up and running, and uh, you're happy at where it stands right now, I know. Yeah, we're very, very happy. Our projector is up and running again, and we're able to show movies, and it seems to be working pretty well. Great. We've got Gaslight coming up, and December 2nd is the uh, reading for A Christmas Carol. Other things planned this winter, so keep track of the uh, Westcliff Center for the Performing Arts webpage. They'll keep you up to date. Ladies, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having us, Gary. Thank you, Gary. We've been visiting with Bev Allen, board chair of Westcliff Center for the Performing Arts, and Mackenzie Huffman, also a board member, both longtime actors. My name's Gary. We'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m., and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. I'm walking on a